What's up, guys? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. We have a good show for you today. So if you've been following along, we wrapped up the season previews, except for as we did that audio preview, we did not touch on specialists. I will get to that tomorrow, uh, kind of closing out every single position group, what they've done in the offseason, what expectations are for this year. We'll get to those guys. I know you're dying to hear my special teams takes about those guys, but uh, we'll get there. Obviously, my name is Jake Burns. I'm excited to be here with you guys today. And we have... Um, to start really pinning down some things. I missed some episodes. I've been kind of spotty here and there as obviously we made an addition to the family and things get crazy. And some nights I have time to pot and some nights I'm holding a little newborn and just can't do it. Got to be quiet. So I, I I've tried to get to the important episodes. I'm going to try to get to some other things outside of today's 53 man roster prediction. So we'd like to do a 53 man roster prediction before the preseason training camp, all of that. And then one right up to the cut line on the, on the third week of the preseason which they bake in a bye week. I think people forget that. I know I forgot that they baked in that bye week last year. So cut day is a little fluid, but we'll do one. So I'm going to get together with Jared Mueller here in a second. And Jared and I will get together right up at the end of uh, preseason to talk about who we think they'll actually end up moving off of or to keeping or whatever. Uh, we'll kind of do two segments on this. Later in the week, you're going to get around the AFC North, just looking at what the division did, what we liked, what we didn't like. I'll do that later in the week. And then we'll start talking AFC contender series, not Probably not with specialized guests from other teams, but we'll get to it in some form or fashion talking about it. So not as detailed as years past, but again, time permitting, trying to get ready for the season, trying to get in the swing of things. I think I'm doing the best I can here. So we'll, we'll touch on all those things so you feel prepared for the season. And yeah, we're going to welcome Jared in. Jared, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. Congratulations to you and yours on the, the second addition to the family. Appreciate it, brother. It's madness. It is sleep deprivation madness the first month here. So we're trying to to just hang in battle. We're rope a doping this kid right now, trying to battle <laughs> as best we can. At least so. you have a little experience and you're out, not outnumbered yet, right? Like you got those two things going for you. That's true. So we're not outnumbered. The only thing that we didn't do the first time Porter was a preemie. So like we, we got, when we got him from the hospital in 21 days, he was kind of sleep trained. Like he, he was, ah. he was kind of through that process of the, the sleepless nights trying to map, like they're trying to get their day night cycle down all that stuff. So yeah, we're we're battling this time of figuring all of that out. So hopefully we can get it right. But anyway, appreciate it, brother. We'll, we'll, we'll make brother. it. We'll make it. So today I want to do a fun exercise, which is, is looking at the 53. I've had a lot of people hit me up over the course of the last two months, really, and talk about the 53-man roster, trying to predict some things, trying to see what you can come up with to, to look at this thing. And I'm really not a huge fan of predicting 53-man rosters, but I, partly because early in the offseason to right after the draft, you still there's movement to be made. As we know, big move you know big moves were made we talk about baker mayfield and some other things so a lot of things change and uh, i think this point right before training camp is a fun time to start looking into this so we'll do it now the goal here what jared and i are going to do is we're going to go through each position talk about how many they kept on the roster last year and then talk about what they're going to break it with this year because it's remember it's fluid this thing like last year they broke it with a certain number of players at a certain position then by week one they had to move it around. A guy goes to IR or something um, like, for example, let's let's do this example, Jared. Last year, the Browns broke camp with nine, uh, sorry, eight defensive linemen, seven linebackers. Well, if you recall, Jacob Phillips had that elbow um, ligament issue that put him on uh, pretty much a course to miss almost the entire season. But the Browns decided to keep him on the 53 man initial roster because you could then put him on IR and bring him back. If he was not going to be brought back, he would have been put on a different list 
thus not making the initial 53, but they wanted to give him an opportunity to come back, which he did late in the year. So they broke camp with seven backers, eight D linemen, went into week one against the Chiefs with nine D linemen, only six linebackers. So those things are a little fluid. We'll do our best here. We're going to obviously alter this by week three of the preseason when we see the injuries and stuff like that that are uh, unfortunately inevitable. So uh, we'll do our best here. Then we're going to also, as we go position by position, talk about whether we would keep these guys on the practice squad. They have 16 practice squad players. So uh, again, these are just best guesses of what they'll do. So we'll try to get some of those guys right. Not sure we'll get all of them right, but we'll give it our best shot. So let's uh, let's do it, Jared. What do you got? Any any initial things before we dive into this? You think about the roster this year? You think anything drastically different than what Stefanski's typically done? Like what's uh, we're doing this exercise. I guess we should too ask uh, before we go is, is do we want to just do this without Watson? Like just do it as a start without Watson and go from there. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, I think you can do that only because, well, I guess you do that. If you think without Watson, do they go with three, right? So that's kind of a big piece of the puzzle. Um, you know, they've gone with two uh, primarily uh, at quarterback, but if you have Jacoby Brissett, who is a physical player who has some injury history, and then you have Josh Dobbs, who's never taken a snap that I remember uh, in regular season. And then you have now Josh Rosen. Do you just keep all three of those guys? But I don't think there's a worry about Rosen kind of getting claimed. So I think either way, you're looking at two quarterbacks, whether that's Watson and Brissett or Brissett and Dobbs to start the season. Um, for my 53, man, I put them all three on there, uh, mostly so that I didn't have to answer this question in written form. <laughs> we'll do this. As, let's do this exercise based process here. We'll do it without Watson. Say he suspended eight games. We'll just play the 50% line. So we'll make this roster without him and we'll make a tough call at who the second quarterback will be. So we'll start there. Browns kept two on last year's 53, uh, both of which are gone. Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum this year. I think the obvious answer is Jacoby Brissett. The question to you, Jared, is do you want to keep Josh Rosen or do you want to keep Josh Dobbs or and, and I think I don't think it's impossible that both guys can make it to the practice squad if they could you know clear waivers here but I'm, I'm, I guess this is more of a question of who do you think wins that battle yeah I think it's going to be Dobbs both were available and Dobbs was uh, picked up really really quickly in the offseason Rosen just hasn't made it and I've got to be very honest that Rosen and Lamar Jackson were my top two quarterbacks in that draft class that included you know Josh Allen Baker Mayfield Sam Darnold so I was good with one, maybe not so much with the other, but I think the Browns brought in Dobbs because they they wanted someone who they thought was really intelligent that could pick it up, do things right, not make mistakes, all of that as kind of that third slash second quarterback. I think Rosen is a camp arm that is a little bit of a wild card, and if somehow Stefanski's system is the magic system to unlock him, then great, right? You've got the zone uh, scheme, in front of him, you know, some of the half field stuff that they did with Mayfield. Maybe it's a opportunity to really unlock him. But I think going into the season, based just based on everything we've seen and the order and when things happened, I think Dobbs is kind of quarterback number two, given what we're looking at with Brissett as quarterback one. Makes sense. I can easily see Rosen having this Kyle Laletta preseason type, but I also don't know if there'll be snaps for that. I should be careful because if Watson suspended, he can still play in the preseason and there's probably going to be a precedent on getting him a lot of reps. Remember missing all of last year, right? Like missed all of last year's games. And, and obviously is, uh, I don't know if he played in the preseason for them. I don't think he did last year. So he's missed a significant amount of time. And if he's going to miss in this theoretical situation, eight games, there's probably going to be, Hey, we want him to play the first half 
of every game. We, we, we need to get him some live bullets, right? So, like, maybe there's not a ton of rows and snaps, and it's really just him and Brissett. Maybe we're making much to do about nothing here, and Do- Dobbs is just the guy by de facto, right? Like, that's probably – I guess what I'm saying is maybe we won't publicly see this battle. This is going to be behind closed doors. It'll be in the, in the camp situations that these things get decided, maybe not in those three preseason games. Because, I don't know, Jared, I could be talking on the side of my mouth a little bit here, but I feel like between getting Brissett ready and having Deshaun get some snaps in the preseason when he can get those snaps, it's going to feel like a really important preseason for these quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think you're you're right on there. You know, last – from what we, I remember training camp, Watson was playing safety sometimes, uh, but not in any kind of preseason action. But even in training camp, wasn't taking snaps as a quarterback. So uh, and then they put him inside because he got annoyed by the media and they got annoyed by him. All that goes with that. So, yeah, I, think, I don't think there's going to be a lot available to for Rosen, but uh, unless he is showing that in practice, right, behind closed doors or the few, I think we got 11 practices that, uh, that the fans will be able to see. Um, and so – you know, if, if by game two, we're seeing Rosen before Dobbs or Rosen and not Dobbs, then maybe you see that he, he really has put it together after, you know, four different teams and all of that. But right now, I think it's Dobbs job to lose. And Rosen is a camp arm. Yeah, Dobbs, 17 snaps in the NFL so far. So very limited for him, too. But you're right. He got signed early, quickly, and Rosen was a workout guy right up to the very end. So do you think Rosen to the practice squad? Should we put him on the practice squad? Yeah, I think he makes sense. You just need that third quarterback unless Kyle Oletta is healthy again from, I believe he was injured injured in the USFL. Rosen is is a AJ McCarron and, and Josh Rosen along with Cam Newton uh, are really the best of the options there to put on the practice squad. So yeah, I think we can uh, go ahead and pencil him in as that uh, third quarterback. Dobbs drops into there when Watson's back on the roster. Got it. Locked in. Okay, so two quarterbacks. Last year they kept four running backs and a fullback. So this year we should comb through all of these guys and we'll consider Johnny Stanton. I don't know if he's listed as a fullback on here, but uh, we'll let me see if he's listed in the alphabet. He is. ABC. Yep, we got one okay. fullback yep. and the rest are under running backs, which is a, so, which is a really a, interesting group. Yeah, bit bit of a mystery. So we're going to keep the top four. They're, they're going to obviously keep. Um, let's see here. They're going to keep Nick. They're going to keep Kareem. They're going to keep the earnest. Now, again, this is a position that can be fluid with some trades in the preseason. You never know. They're going to keep Jerome Ford. So now the question becomes, where do you consider Felton, right? Like, is Felton a running back? He's listed as a running back. So, you know, I think he's going to make the team as the fifth guy. That's who I'm pegging in there. Do you keep him or do you see them keeping Stanton? I mean, I'm not saying this is an either or between those two, but sure. I'm curious, I guess, if you think it's it's Stanton that ends up making the roster, he goes to the practice squad to be an up and down type whenever they feel like they need him. You know, it's, in some ways, I think Stanton is more likely to be their third tight end than he is to be their running back uh, yeah. or kind of an H back kind of thing. Felton is interesting. The uh, When Ford was drafted, the front office pl- person cannot remember who it was, made it very clear that Andrew Berry says he's a running back. He's a running back. And then I know a lot of what uh, Fred Greetham, you know, a lot of his videos showed that, you know, Demetrius Felton was with the wide receivers, right? So I think with both Stanton and Felton, you see some versatility there. Uh, and it'll really just depend on how valuable uh, they see Stanton's role as a, as a fullback and what happens in the wide receiver room. So I think it's just so flexible, but I think it would be hard to keep either of those guys 
off the roster. Felton can be dynamic in the pass game as a slot receiver, especially with David Bell. Obviously, it shouldn't be a major thing with his foot injury. It would be hard for me to keep either of those guys off. But if I had to pick one, which I think is right to do for this kind of exercise, I think it has to be Stanton. And then, you know, whichever third or fourth tight end you keep, also assuming they're going to do some blocking. Harrison Bryant played a little bit in that role as well over the last two seasons. I think you just have to have that flexibility, especially with some of the uh, pistol RPO and, and zone read stuff that we think is going to be implemented this year. Okay, so you're 53. You're keeping Stanton um, as your fifth back. I'm going to keep Felton labeled as a back with some flexibility coming up in these positions ahead um, and put Stanton on my practice squad. So um, that's the look. Are you cutting Felton in this scenario or are you going to add? Let's just do this. Let's go through wide receiver next and talk through it and we'll look at the numbers after that. So, okay, wide receivers on the roster. Uh, I should say we moved too quick. Running back also has John Kelly. Do you think? They, they're just satisfied with who they have at running back and they don't need to practice squad a running back. Um, you know, Kelly's he's fine. I don't feel this great need to keep him on my practice squad, though. Um, you know, he's I think 25. with 16 people, you, you, you keep that running back at least one, um, mostly just for what you need in, <laughs> in practice and, you know, keeping people fresh, just having that, <laughs> that extra guy. Okay, so they kept him last year on the practice right. squad. So he's familiar with everything. So we'll I think put him he on bounced there. up at least once or twice, given all the... I think the Oakland game, sorry, Vegas game, and then Denver, <laughs> too. He got a couple carries in that yep. Denver game. Um, okay, wide receiver. Let's move there next. It's fun so, to look at who was there last year, right? Yeah, look at those starting five from last year. <laughs> it's moved a little bit. So... There's quite a few guys here because they gave some UDFA contracts, all the above. So we'll start with the obvious, which is Amari's going to make it. Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to make it. Um, uh, Obviously, David Bell is going to make it. And then, like, I think Schwartz – I mean, is it hot take to say Schwartz is a lock? I mean, I I don't think – I think he's on these – I mean, to me, Felton and Schwartz are two guys I don't want to move off of yet. It's, like, not even considerable to me. I mean, I know Mary Kay put out a piece today, which – I thought finally gave Schwartz a voice and all of the ridiculous hate that he received throughout the year on that Mayfield throw, which is great. But um, the way that article read to me was, you know, this guy's here. So I consider those four here. Uh, do you have any argument to that? No, not at all. I think they, yeah. I think what was interesting about the Schwartz article is who he was really close with, right? Very close mm-hmm. with Landry, very close with OBJ. Like that came across in the article uh, really, really clearly. And even with Higgins, right. And those three guys are gone, but Schwartz is still here. Obviously Mayfield is left. So that, that creates kind of the dynamic or the, the rub that really drew people's attention, uh, today. But yeah, I think those four are, are pretty much locked in, uh, for the top of kind of the depth chart. Doesn't seem like they're looking to add anybody, uh, you know, the Julio Jones type player doesn't seem to make sense to them, uh, or they would have probably already done that. So last year they kept two wide receivers on the practice squad, Jojo Natson and Jamarcus Bradley. I'm going to pencil Jamarcus Bradley into that practice squad again. Oh, man, I don't know though. They're, let's get let's go through the the guys we think are going to make it first and then we'll do that because I could see them wanting they know who Jamarcus Bradley is. 
there is an angle by which they want to take some upside shots here. So uh, yep. we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay, so the one we need to do next is Jakeem Grant. I feel like he's the like 11th highest paid player on offense. <laughs> I have a hard time seeing Jakeem Grant let go. Uh, no, they just signed him and all of it. He's got a he's got a dead cap uh, of three million dollars if they cut yeah. him. There's I just don't. There's no way. No, there's happens. no way. Okay, so moving down the roster now, kind of looking at like the sixth receiver, which is where it gets interesting because you're going to have to trim fat from somewhere if you're going to keep. Because we go one by one here, we've we've done it all correctly. We've gone two quarterbacks, we've gone five running backs. You kept Stan, I kept Felton. So now it's like, okay, because I thought in my mind they kept four tight ends to start last year. They didn't. So this is where it gets really interesting. I mean, you still have a bunch of names here. You have Jamarcus Bradley. You have Mike Harley, uh, who's the Miami, Florida UDFA. Travell Harris, the Washington State UDFA. Then you have Javon Wims, who's got some NFL experience. You have Michael Woods, who they took in the sixth round. And then you have Isaiah Weston, who a lot of people are very intrigued by due to his size-speed combination. But then you have to look at fringe, right? So what I want to do is, okay, say we have five receivers here. Kind of put a hold on this. This is going to be an interesting area that we can revisit. Let's just lock in who we think is for sure locked in. Tight end, we know that, we know that, uh, you know, David Njoku is locked in. And we know that, um, and this is, again, a, a position for me that I think the Browns could end up addressing with somebody off of the waiver wire. But that's two we feel are locked in. So we'll, we'll leave that a comma after that. Offensive line, they kept 10 last year. OK, yeah. so let's let's go cool. through this real quick. Um, let's look at center. So center, I think it's to me pretty obvious they're going to keep Nick Harris and they're going to keep uh, Posich as well. Yep. Those two make sense. The other one listed is Brock Hoffman out of Virginia Tech, who they like, but I don't think is. I think he's a practice squad candidate uh, for me. And, so. Yeah, and they've got interestingly, they've got Deaton as a guard, not a center, mm-hmm. but I believe he he played a lot of center at Texas oh, yeah. Tech. Ton. He played a ton of center there. So, all right. So let's keep sliding down and look at guard. We're going to lock in Batonio, uh, but Batonio. I'm trying to get better at that this year. He pronounces it B-U-H as an enunciation. But but Tonio. Um, And then we're obviously locking in Wyatt Teller. And then to me, you start looking at the rest. Okay. Drew Forbes. I don't see it. Really don't see it. Froholt. Hjalti. Hjalti. Froholt. I don't know. Try my best. Don't see it. (laughs) So guys, I think are going to make it listed their hands and done. Like those two have NFL experience and they make sense for me. Argument yeah, if you're going to get to those if guys. you're going to get to ten, I think that makes sense. I think the question is if you and I know you're. We're obviously I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but if they see Chris Hubbard as guard tackle, mm-hmm. James Hudson as their backup tackle, tackle, tackle. Do they go with nine because Hubbard has that flexibility? Then you have Hudson, Hans, and Posick as kind of the pure, uh, you know, tackle guard center type. Um, because you know the reality is, is Dunn. They haven't. They didn't use Dunn when I thought they would use Dunn last year. They don't seem as high on him as as maybe some of us are uh, after a little bit of time. You know, in that uh, playoff. Uh, was it the playoff game or was it the game before the playoffs? Either way, when all of a sudden everybody was down uh, and he had to kind of walk in and, and start to play. I like Dunn, but it just doesn't seem like the team does. 
I'm more wondering if a player like David Moore, who doesn't seem to fit uh, the zone scheme, uh, but they tried to claim him multiple times uh, last year and finally got him, uh, I think it was later in the season, he seems to be a guy that they might have more interest in kind of bringing in a different type of player, a little more stout, a little bigger, a little bit more physical kind of player. It does get really interesting. I mean, because they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven listed tackles. We know they're keeping Conklin, but the question becomes, does Conklin start the year on IR and miss the first three games? That's what's interesting to me, because he can come off the, the IR after week three, I believe. They also have the ability to move some guys up and down off the practice squad game activations, right? I think they can have like two offensive linemen or something like that. I think that they can do that. I'm not sure that rule. I know the rule just was introduced last year. I need to look it up again. So, yeah. And I mean, the reality though, with Conklin is if they're going to put him on the IR, they need to, he has to make the 53 man in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's true. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have nine. If I keep Hudson and Hubbard and then obviously will. So here's who I have. And you can tell me who you're keeping differently. I have Harris, Pochett, Betonio, Teller, Dunn, Hans, Conklin, Hubbard, Hudson Wills. That's who yeah. I have. Are yep. you moving those off are... of any of those? No, those are my nine. I I think that's on, I think that's I... ten though. One, two, three, four, five, oh, six. Oh, that's right. You're seven, keeping done. Eight, nine, ten. I am keeping done. So you're not keeping done. You're moving off. I'm him. not keeping done. Yeah. I'm I'm dropping to nine. I think there are some some movement available here. And I think for the Browns, there's gonna be some of these guys, and Alex Teller, uh, even if it is more. I think there's some guys that are they're just going to feel okay about getting down to the practice squad uh, as opposed to maybe losing from a different position. And this is where we could see, again, some of those trades. True. Trades for sure. Um, okay, so let's keep going then. Let's finish out offense. So where we get dicey is this third tight end role. Um, man, you can't – I don't think you can do two tight ends and survive, especially if you want to get both of them on the field at a minimum. The question becomes, to me, who's the most capable of those guys? I'm with you. I think the idea of Stanton is interesting at that position, but is there enough experience there? I'm going to peg in Miller Forstall and just just have that be the placeholder. Um, that's that's it though. He's a, he's a placeholder for me. Uh, I don't. I don't I don't think he's going to actually make the roster, but I, I can't for the exercise here. I can't list as a waiver wire player. So that's who I'm <laughs> going to keep as my third tight end. Now it becomes dicey because I can't keep any of these wide receivers. So guys, I would like to see make the practice squad in this case would be Mike Woods and Weston. Those are my two. Right. Yeah. No, what those will be the think? guys. Yeah. You know, I think this is where me having nine offensive linemen, this is where I'm going to have Felton in as my wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And then I think, you know, and again, probably this is mostly intrigue and I want upside instead of experience. And this is where, you know, he's 25. I want to put Marcus Santos Silva on my list because I think he's going to really impress people this during preseason, just from an athletic gifting perspective. I think okay. he's going to be a guy that they either, he either makes the team or, a Jacksonville Jaguars are going to claim him or, you know, whatever, whatever low level team you want to talk about are going to claim this athletic guy. And I just feel like the Browns didn't make his addition so unique and different. Again, I'm probably trying to read tea leaves too often, uh, but I try to understand the team in that way. You know, they signed him, announced it right away. 
and didn't announce any of their UDFAs until rookie minicamp started, except for him. So uh, they made it a little bit different with him. And so he's going to be my guy. Is it Miller's Forstoffel, Nakia Griffin-Stewart, Zaire Mitchell-Padden, any of the hyphenated guys, just give me one of them. Uh, but you're right. Waiver wire makes a little bit more sense. Uh, or obviously, if they're going to trade an offensive lineman and running back, you know, to kind of upgrade at a different position uh, could make sense as well. Love it. Okay, so I'm going to keep uh, along the offensive line Ben Petrula, the Boston College kid who they invested in. I'm going to keep Alex Taylor on the practice squad. And then I think I'm going to keep try to keep Dawson Deaton on the practice squad as an inside guy. Those are my three, which puts me at one, two. I have Rosen, Stanton, Kelly, Woods, and Weston. So one, two, three, four, five, six is four stall because I've I mean, I cheated the system. I put waiver wire a trade. Seven's Petrula, <laughs> eight is Taylor, nine is Deaton. So I'm 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 nine deep on offensive practice squad players. Yeah, I think you're. I th- I'm okay with any of those. I don't. You know, I don't. While there's a lot of hard cuts, there's also not a ton of guys that I'm like, oh crap, we're really gonna lose that guy. If that makes sense. Like I think yeah. Isaiah Weston is probably the the one because, like you said, the size speed thing. But he's also already 24, right? Uh, yeah. So. You know, uh, he could do something, but he's not somebody who, you know, you have to get. But he, in a lot of ways, he, um, you know, he's Christian Watson without the hype, who went in the second round of the Green Bay Packers. So I think there is, there's something there. But he's probably the one guy so far that I'd be like, oh, man, that's that'd be a tough loss. Everybody else, you know, there's confidence in either Bill Callahan helping the offensive line or the Browns figuring it out with Watson helping some of the other players develop. Love it. Okay, so we have on offense uh, two. So we have ten O line for me. Ten O linemen. I have twenty four offensive players here. If you count the three four special teams that are a lock, in my opinion, York, Bjorkwes, and Hewlett, that puts you at twenty seven, right? So yep. you have another twenty six, right? If my math is off, yep. You twenty seven three twenty, yeah, twenty six for defense. So let's hash out the last D-line. year they. Start- and last year they started with 25, right? So eight defensive linemen, seven linebackers, and 10 defensive backs. So, yep. you know, I think we're in line. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Along the deep, the edge, the edge group as I'm keeping them, Miles, Clowney, Winovich, and Wright. That's my four defensive ends that I'm keeping. That means you're cutting Weatherly, which does cost you a little bit of dead cap. Isaiah Thomas, to me, is a guy I definitely want to try to get on my practice squad. And again, that's that means that we've cut three picks from this year's draft, too. Keep that yep. in mind. Then we've cut that we're trying to bring back, but we've cut them. We've cut Mike Woods. We've cut Dawson Deaton. And now I would have cut Isaiah Thomas. So that's just tentative before I've seen all of this stuff live. Uh, that's what we're looking at. Um, that means I cut Curtis Weaver. I cut um, who else did I cut? Uh, Rochelle is another one I've cut. Yeah. So I think I would try to keep ta- try to keep Thomas and Weatherly on the practice squad if i can that's just my attempt not sure weatherly will make it here but those are my two any argument with those four somebody you would rather keep you know i i'm a given the 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 style of player the the rights clowny and garrett just physicality and all that i and given who we don't have at defensive tackle i would rather uh keep a fifth uh defensive end uh that doesn't mean it's realistic to do that uh but um, I really think Isaiah Thomas is going to make this roster uh, based on just a, a few things, including um, I was totally whiffed on our defensive line coach, uh, Chris Kiffin. Uh, Kiffin was breaking down uh, Perion Winfrey with uh, Nathan Zagura, and you just saw him light up when Isaiah Thomas also made a play. Um, but also it's just some things I've heard that they really like what they've seen from Isaiah Thomas. So I would go with five there, but that that's not saying they have to. Yeah. I don't think he's a guy that's not going to make it to the practice squad or anything. I just think that's something that's important. So let, I think linebacker is the spot that we could potentially see some movement. I don't know if they have six guys that make the team. And and a guy like Alex, uh, sorry, not uh, Alex, right? Is, uh, Isaiah Thomas, athletic enough to still be a special teams guy. Not a linebacker, yep. right? But athletic enough. So let's do D tackle real quick. We think Taven Bryan's going to make it. Um, we think... I mean, this this is the position that's toughest to lock people in. But yeah, Elliot and Winfrey are going to make it. So that's, you know, that puts us at seven. Yeah. Um, And then Togi eyes probably was a third round pick. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably most likely to see Togi. I make it. Let me see if I'm missing. I mean, they could get a surprise. We could have this conversation again and say, hey, I'd rather keep Glenn Logan. He had a great preseason. Sheldon Day. That means he's let go. It's interesting. I'm more. I'm interested in Glenn Logan for the body type, so I'm keeping him on my practice squad. Yep. Um, need to see him live, but he's the most interesting to me there. Uh, otherwise, I feel like he's yeah. he's the guy that could push Jordan Elliott. Like Elliott, this you know he's he's got some experience and he's he's been mostly a jag, right? And, yeah. and I know he you know this will be uh, you know his third season. He just hasn't done a ton, and so if he's not if he's not showing that he's anything either against the run or against the pass, you know, a Glenn Logan, who is more of that going to get that anchor for you. Uh, even though they're the same age, one's a rookie, one's a third year player. 
I just wonder if the Browns say, at least we know Logan gives us this, where Elliott's not really great at either one of those two things. Agreed. So now linebacker, I only have five guys I want to keep a linebacker. They actually yeah. kept seven last year. So this is where it gets interesting. You have a little bit of flexibility. So if you want to keep Weatherly as a fifth D end um, or something of the sort, like I have JOK Phillips, uh, Jacob Phillips, Anthony Walker, Tony Fields, Sione Taki Taki. Then your other linebackers that are just kind of out there, Willie Harvey, who's been around, been a practice squad guy, Dakota Allen, who they signed late, kind of a practice squad guy. He was the last chance you guy. Oh, yeah. He had a nice yeah, little. Pretty good. He's, I mean, a, he's actually a pretty good special teams player. Yeah. For so I guess you could you, you could consider him as a six guy because other I mean, I, I like Willie Harvey and I like uh, I like some things I've seen from Silas Kelly, but I'm not helping on those guys. So that's where mm-hmm. right now we have eight D linemen and five linebackers. So there's, yep. you know, there's a spot. Another guy needs out of there. So for this situation, uh, so let's keep a six lineman. Let's or so six linebacker. We'll keep the go down. I'm going to you can keep you. You want to keep a different one? No, not at linebacker. The only thing would be is whether we kept that. Or I would keep Isaiah Thomas instead of Dakota Allen. Different positions, but that would be well, how I would adjust. Okay, so that makes 90 linemen now. So 90 linemen and six back. I mean, again, they started with 80 linemen, seven backers. So this would put us now at 90 linemen and six backers. I think that's fair. So Alex yeah. Thomas is on the roster. Um, you keep Allen. So that means... On the defensive line, I've kept Weatherly on my practice squad, Glenn Logan, um, my my uh, uh, situation. I'm going to keep Willie Harvey. I'll probably keep one more D lineman. Let me see how many they kept last year to start. Um, so last year's practice squad, they kept a D end, two D ends, three D ends on the practice squad, one defensive tackle. Yeah, I would probably like to do Weatherly, Glenn Logan, Sheldon Day is my hope there. Yeah. And then try to yep. keep Willie Harvey as my practice squad backer. Yep. So that puts us you. at, okay. So that makes sense. Now we have 90 linemen, miles, Clowney, Winovich, Wright, Thomas, five DNs, Taven, Elliot, Winfrey, and Togi are your defensive tackles or those four. Then on li- linebacker, you have JOK, Phillips, Walker, Fields, Taki, Taki, Dakota Allen. Okay. Then we're getting somewhere corner. Denzel Ward. So you have Ward. Newsom, Greedy. Uh, let me see who else we have here. We have AJ Green. Martin you have Emerson. Martin Emerson. Am I missing someone else here? Uh, the only one that would, I mean, Sean Jolly has some slot possibilities or Miller, but the ones that are making it, no. Yeah, th- those are five. So we're a little interesting there. Safety, I think you have, you know, John Johnson, you have Delpit. You have, uh, you have uh, Harrison. Harrison, um, right? And, and then, Mr. LeCount, if he can get his stuff together. Yeah, I think those four feel like a lock if LeCount comes back ready to go as your safety. So then you're kind of like, okay, we could keep another backer or we could keep another corner. I, like you, think Sean Jolly is very interesting. I think that he has a real chance. It's kind of our long shot play here. Yep. Jolly has a real chance to make it as the fifth corner and a guy that they want to play the slot a little bit. So then we have to look at if we have on our squad right now, that kind of rounds it out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. I can keep three defensive backs in my 
practice squad scenario, but also you have to remember they kept a kicker. So you have to keep some specialist uh, on the practice yeah, squad. They don't have a second madness kicker though, up. right? They like really they don't, don't even have a but second kicker do, on their They 90 do man. have a second punter. Hmm. I don't know if I'm ready to do that yet. Maybe they end up signing somebody and making that happen later, but I'm not ready to totally do that. We'll play that one by ear as the season gets closer, but I can't do that. So let's look at corners that they, I mean, the cornerback group is interesting, right? So they have Parnell Motley and Herb Miller, who I have said, just remind me of guys that played for the 1921 Brooklyn Dodgers (laughs) in terms of sheer name. I don't have much of an opinion on those guys either either direction. I think Reggie Robinson to me is a guy as a corner that um, is is interesting enough to keep around. Been around the league for a little bit, so like last year's practice squad initially they kept one corner. Yeah, they have one corner. They kept they kept a corner and a safety. So Robinson is my guy. And then I'll let you answer this for your decision in a second, but safety I'll keep man safety after the first four Luther Kirk seems to make some sense. Again, a guy who's been around the league, but still relatively young, 25 years old. And then I have one practice squad spot left. I can adjust. Is there anybody else that catches your eye? Yeah. You know, I think they like Nate meters matters. I forget how that's pronounced. I think they like him a little bit as kind of someone they might hang on to. And then I think Herb Miller, he, he was a really important special teams player last year. Um, and I think that's a guy that, uh, could fight Sean Jolly for a roster spot, but I think Miller was an important special teams player that they kept bringing up quite often off the top of my head. Um, so he would be the guy that I would want to keep. I think he actually, from what I understand, he believes he should, definitely make the roster. Uh, so it could be really interesting if he refuses to sign with the practice squad thinking he should be on another team 53 man. Um, but he would be the guy that I think they would try to keep uh, just for his special teams and uh, some experience he got last year. I dig it. Okay. So we'll keep Miller. Cause I think you're right. It makes some sense. That's our, that's my early roster. I'll read off my guys. I'll let you read off your guys and we'll get out of here. It's because this, uh, this could be a futile exercise. So much changes in a month. So I, we, we, again, putting Watson in a suspension situation, Brissett and Dobbs are your two quarterbacks, uh, that I settled on as well. Running back. I kept five of them, Nick. We kept Chubb. We kept hunt, Dearness, Jerome and Felton wide receivers. I kept five Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples, Jones, David Bell, Schwartz, Jakeem Grant, tight end in Joku Bryant. And I think they're going to make a waiver wire pickup there or a trade. So I cheated. Um, Offensive line, I kept 10. I kept Harris, Posich, Batonio, Teller, Dunn, Hans, Conklin, Hubbard, Hudson, and Wills. D-line, I kept nine. Miles, Clowney, Winovich, Wright, and Thomas as your DNs. Taven, Bryan, um, uh, Jordan Elliott, Perrion Winfrey, Tommy Togia, your defensive tackles. Linebacker, we kept six. JOK, Jacob Phillips, Anthony Walker, Tony Fields, Tony Takitaki, and then Dakota Allen. Corner, Denzel Ward, uh, Newsome, Greedy, AJ Green, Martin Emerson, and then Sean Jolly is UDFA surprise make. And then safety, very simple, John Johnson, Delpit, uh, Harrison, and LeCount. And then special teams, Cade York, Corey Bjorquez, and, and Charlie Hewlett. And then 16 practice squad players, Rosen, Stanton, John Kelly, um, Mike Woods, Isaiah Weston, Miller Forstall, Ben Petrula, uh, Alex Taylor, Dawson Deaton, Stephen Weatherly on the defensive side now, Weatherly. 
Glenn Logan, Sheldon Day, Willie Harvey, Reggie Robinson, Luther Kirk, and uh, the last one is Herb Miller. So that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I know you all come on this podcast to listen to me count out loud, but that is 16. <laughs> so it's fluid, man. You might have some people that you're more interested in seeing them keep, but this is my early feel for what they're going to do. Do you have any different ones than I listed? Highlight your differences for mine. Yeah, the differences are pretty simple. They're on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Johnny Stanton gets kept on as the fifth running back. Demetric Felton comes in as the sixth wide receiver. And then uh, Marcus uh, Santos Silva, just because I'm intrigued by him as a tight end. And then only nine offensive linemen. Uh, and so I do not keep Mr. Michael Dunn. But I do think they will find a taker for him. Sixth, seventh round pick, something of that nature. Uh, I, like you said, could be a futile effort, but it's really fun to look at this roster to look at the improvements. You know, you and I both pulled up last year's initial 53 man, and there's just some areas that it feels like they really have improved. So really fun to look at this and kind of debate who and what and why. Right. And so, you know, they got to make sure that they figure out who they're playing and and what fits both their scheme. But I think there's going to be some more talented players cut because of position, right? And that's mm-hmm. can be frustrating at times, but you need, you know, special teams is a huge thing. That's why we kept, uh, you know, that sixth linebacker is you need some guys that'll play special teams. And so um, you might lose a more talented wide receiver because you need to keep that sixth linebacker to play in special teams. So uh, I think it's going to be a really fun training camp, a lot of interesting talent storylines outside of obviously the Watson discussion. Yeah, let's hope that ends soon. Anyway, this is our initial 53 pre-evidence is what we'll call it. By evidence, I mean training camp and preseason games where we can actually then, Jared and I reconnect in late August and have a discussion around what evidence we have of why we want to keep certain players or not. So, a ton of fun. This is our early look at it. Our guests, again, it'll be fun to revisit this. I'll have this note saved. We'll revisit it, rehash it out at the end of the month, and have a pretty cool episode leading into the week one game against Carolina Panthers. It'll be here before we know it as this is one of the fastest months on the NFL calendar uh, because you get all your fantasy football drafts and you get your preseason games finally. And it's all, it all moves right. The great thing too, Jared is like you get those regular it's weekday, yep. games, right? You get a bunch of weekday yep. games. So uh, it should be a ton of fun. Football season's here guys. Camp is hitting us this week and uh, can't wait to see it on Wednesday and get some highlights from it and get some actual NFL content churning again. It's good for everybody's business. So, Jared, my friend, thanks for joining me, man, and I look forward to doing this with you in about a month. Sounds good, Jake. Take care of yourself. Try to get some sleep, brother. Will do, man. No promises. I wish I could uh, guarantee that, but unfortunately, <laughs> it's out of my control. Thanks again to Jared for joining. Thanks to you guys for joining today and uh, you know being cool about the flexibility of a podcast that's daily but is being interrupted by a little six-pound bundle of joy. So we'll keep trying to get as many of these out as we can. I have some pretty good shows lined up over the next few days. And uh, good Lord willing and, and little man sleeping around this time frame is helping that opportunity out. So again, have a great Tuesday, guys. If you disagree with any of the selections Jared and I made, make sure to uh, voice those on the Twitter, uh, the Twitter engine. We will, we will have some. Con- yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have some conversations with you there. So, um, yeah. Thanks for joining today. Have a great day and go Browns.